McDonald's latest spin-off. What is this shiny metallic mammal? How many naps in a day is too many? If you could be productive while sleeping, would you? Get the answers to these questions and more on this episode of Knickknack News, a news podcast featuring exciting tech breakthroughs, scientific discoveries, and fun, uplifting news stories without the political drama. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story this week is McDonald's News. This is from CNBC.com, and the headline is, McDonald's to open first Cosmics spinoff restaurant this week. Cosmics? It's called Cosmics. Okay. I want to take a guess how that's spelled. C-O-S-M-I-C-S? Nope. <laughs> no? Okay. Capital C, lowercase o-s, capital M-C, or lowercase e. Oh, because it's McDonald's. Cos- Cosmics. Yeah. Which is apparently, and I'll get to this, but it was apparently named after like a mascot from like an old commercial, which is such a weird pull. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like an old McDonald's mascot? Yes. Not mascot, I guess, but like one of the characters that they have, like Grimace, but this is a less well-known yeah, one. Wait, I only know Grimace and Ronald McDonald. There's also the, the Hamburglar. Oh yeah, the Hamburglar. Ma- I can't I think, even I say like, that I was word. about to say Mayor McCheese, but I think that's Burger King. Either way, and then there's the one that's like a bird. I think her name might be Birdie. I don't remember that one. I don't know. At all. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a weird number of them, <laughs> if you really yeah. dig into it. Um, but uh, anyway, McDonald's will open the first location of its new spinoff brand, Cosmics, this, weekend, or this week in uh, Bolingbrook, Illinois. Um, they plan to open 10 of these locations, including nine restaurants in Texas. So I guess one in Illinois and nine in Texas. <laughs> oh, it's a weird way to say that. <laughs> They're going to open nine in Texas and nine one in Texas randomly and in Illinois? One in Illinois, yeah. And the first well, one's in Illinois. Well, is it like in Chicago or? It's in Bolingbrook. I don't know if that's close to Chicago yeah, okay, or not. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Um, but they're planning to open these all by the end of 2024 to test them, and they're going to spend a year analyzing data to decide whether they want to expand the chain. Uh, the name for the new brand comes from Cosmic, a a McDonald Land mascot, whatever that means, that appeared in advertisements in the late 1980s and early 1990s. Uh, Cosmic is an alien from outer space who craves McDonald's food. And this is this is a really <laughs> low a quality photo. picture of Cosmic. It's like almost hard to figure out what's happening because the picture is so bad. But he's the guy, <laughs> he's the guy in the middle. I have no memory of this character. I've never seen this character. I, and if I did, I guess I would have been like an infant. So yeah, yeah, no same. memory of no memory of Cosmic. But same. he's getting a whole chain named after him. Cool. Um, they first re- revealed that they were creating this spinoff in July of this year. Uh, and they have, they said the menu includes old favorites such as Egg McMuffins and M&M McFlurries and new items such as churro frappes and pe- uh, pretzel bites. What? So they're positioning this place as a fast, convenient way to grab a pick-me-up snack or coffee. They And they said they specifically set out to create a brand that could sell customizable drinks and coffee popular in the afternoon segment. For what? all those people who are like, it's uh, it's 2 p.m., I need a coffee. <laughs> Which is some people, I, I realize, but like... Honestly, I'm in that group of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, still just like, it seems like a very specific niche to be trying to fill with this thing. So it's just like afternoon snacks? 
I guess, but they have like Egg McMuffins too, so I guess also breakfast? Like breakfast all day? I guess. It's very unclear. So, pretzel bites? I don't know, yeah, what, I don't know where, where pre- that fits in. I don't know where the pretzel bites fits in because I'm now I'm thinking like, are they trying to be kind of like a Dunkin' Donuts kind of a thing? It feels yeah, it feels like a Maybe. sort of like a Starbucks situation almost, but like also ice cream. Also ice and cream also and also pretzel bites. <laughs> Which are still the odd one out here. <laughs> this reminds me of like a college like refreshment. Yeah, this seems like establishment. Yeah, didn't we you have something called like grab and go or something? Yeah, yeah like that was like you could just be like, okay, I'm going in, gonna just grab a thing and like swipe my meal card or whatever. Yes, or there was another place that I cannot, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was like all they so they sold like bar food kind of snacks, hmm. and you could just go and get like jalapeno poppers <laughs> randomly and like fried things like i don't yeah. know <laughs> like pretzel bites pretzel but they probably had pretzel bites like i don't really remember yeah. but um it, it, i don't know it don't sounds know. like the goal here is like it's gonna be a smaller building like maybe they won't even ha- it's like they might not even have like a restaurant it might just be um like a sit-down restaurant like they might have like a lot of drive-through lanes and basically you're just like driving mm-hmm. through and grabbing something like multiple drive-through lane situation they said so they're going to apparently try different models of this thing and see if it works. And yeah. if they do, they might expand I mean, it. I mean, I, could, I can see that. Like, sometimes you just want, like... Sometimes you just want a pretzel A snack? Bite. I don't, <laughs> I don't like, know why pretzel... I maybe, keep going back to the pretzel bites. Because the, the pretzel so, bites is, like... It's like... It doesn't fit with other things no, that you think like, of when you think of I would not expect this from McDonald's, specifically. <laughs> like, th- this is the type of place you go when you're like, oh, I'm doing errands for the day. And you're like, oh, I'm kind of hungry, but I don't want, like... Dinner. Dinner or like a big meal. Like I don't want right. a meal or anything. Let I me just, just stop by and something. get like a something snack and yeah. a cup of coffee. Like, yeah, I would, I could see that. I could see that being a thing. A thing. Also yeah. maybe a good idea for college campuses based on what we were talking about before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, Actually. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I could see that working. Mm-hmm. Okay. My first story is animal news. <laughs> This is from LiveScience.com, and the headline is Shimmering Golden Mole Thought Extinct, Photographed and Filmed Over 80 Years After Last Sighting. A golden mole? Yes! It's a real animal, and and it's it's awesome. It's like shiny and golden? Yeah. What? Yes! That sounds so cool. It is cool. (laughs) I've never heard of this before. Um, I have a photo, so I will show you a photo. Okay, cool. A golden mole that has not been seen for over 80 years has been rediscovered in the sand dunes in South Africa. The blind animal was filmed and photographed after an extensive search for the species, which researchers feared was extinct. It's called De Winton's Golden Mole. <laughs> Isn't that a great name? It's a, that's a wonderful name. <laughs> I love the name so De Winton. Much. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to pronounce the scientific name. They have that here too, but I, I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> I just, the, the main name, De Winton's Golden Mole. It's like oh, it's an elusive blind mole that quote swims through sand, lives in inaccessible burrows, and has a shimmering iridescent coat. It sounds like a magical creature. <laughs> It swims in the sand, has a magical golden color. It sounds like something out of like a fantasy or something. Yeah. Or like a Pokemon or something. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it has only ever been recorded in one location, which is Port Noloth on South Africa's northwest coast. Um, and that's where it was last sighted in 1937. So these researchers searched for evidence of the elusive mole by taking more than 100 soil samples from a range of location locations and analyzing them for environmental DNA, or eDNA, which is traces of an animal um, left in the environment through excretion, skin cells, and hair. So they were looking for that through these samples, and they found evidence that of this one. So that's how they ended up finding it. Um, but also, this mole is listed in the Search for Lost Species Project, which was launched by a group of wildlife conservation organizations in 2017. And the aim of that project is to search for and rediscover 25 animals, plants, and fungi, fungi species that have been lost to science for at least 10 years, but are not yet technically classified as extinct. So there's like a special project where they're looking to try to like see if these animals actually are extinct or what. Okay. And I feel like, I don't know if that they've all been part of this particular project, but I feel like I keep seeing news stories in this vein lately. So like over the past year and stuff, like, yeah. So it's just interesting that a lot of people We've definitely talked about some rediscovered animals. Yeah. On here. Um, so for this particular project so far, they found 11 of the lost species. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. And that includes this one. Um, but also Attenborough's long beaked echidna. Oh, we talked about that. Which one. I think we, yeah. Yeah. So that was part of I this. I didn't realize that was part of this project. That's cool. Um, Wallace's giant bee, the largest bee on the planet. I don't think we talked about that one. No, that sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the velvet pitcher plant. Ooh. And that one had not been seen for over a hundred years and they found it. So that was cool. It's interesting with plants because it's like they're not moving around. Yeah, they're <laughs> seems not. like they'd be easier to find. <laughs> yeah, yes and no because because they're like, because they're not moving around. You have to like That's find the exact find spot exactly where, it where it is versus yeah. like let's take samples of this area mm-hmm. and see if there's any evidence an animal has been through here. Right? Like true. You yeah. can't do that with a plant. Also <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, if you just go if you go really carefully, like inch by inch, you'll eventually find it. Right? <laughs> yeah. In theory, yeah. Um, so the team's findings were published in the journal Biodiversity and Conservation. And here's a picture of the mole. Um, you can't, it doesn't like necessarily look shiny in this picture, but like that's what it looks like. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah. I like it. It's cute. I'm glad we found it again. Like it's a golden color, but supposedly yeah. in person it's like, like shiny, like shinyish looking. Yeah. Hmm. So. Cool. Well, I want I want to pet one so I can see it. Like <laughs> me too. <laughs> wandering around. My next story is penguin news. <laughs> this is from Gizmodo, and the headline is: These penguins nap thousands of times per day. <laughs> Have you heard about these? No. I saw this in a couple places, so um, I just thought it was very interesting. Uh, so they're chin strap penguins, specifically. Um, while they're nesting, can apparently take thousands of naps per day in order to get enough sleep while remaining alert to threats. Um, because apparently, while like penguins are nesting, there's predators that will come after their like the chicks and the eggs, but also other penguins will like 
intentionally disturb each other's nests and like steal materials from them. So they have to like be watching out for other penguins too. So they can't just like that's, get a full night's sleep. So that's, this is apparently how they've adapted to that. Um, wow. The, so this was a, this was research published uh, last week in the journal science, uh, which describes the bizarre micro napping habits of chin strap penguins native to Antarctica, which allows them to keep a watchful eye nearly 24 seven. Uh, they call them micro sleeps, which I think is adorable. And apparently each one lasts about four seconds on average. And the chin strap penguins could take over 10,000 of these naps per day, which cumulatively gives them about 11 hours of sleep just in four second segments. Wow. So they literally just like are like, "Mm." and then they wake up for a little bit and then they go back to like, it's, that sounds insane. I'm at a loss for words right now. I my first thought when you started describing this was like, why haven't more animals evolved this? Because that actually seems sounds like a great like, survival trait. Yes. <laughs> like, but also, is but, it good for you, though? Because, like, you, the body sleeps for a reason. Like, it's not just like, oh, I need some sleep to rest. Like, it's your body is like, does stuff while yeah. you're sleeping to repair itself. It repairs itself while you're sleeping. So, so can it do that in four second increments? I don't know. That part they don't know for sure. But apparently, like, as part of this research, they actually put, like, electrodes in the brains and neck muscles of wild nesting chinstrap penguins um, on Antarctica's King George Island. So they took the data on the electrical activity in the animal's brains in what is called an electroencephalogram, or EEG. So, like, they know that they were sleeping because they had this, like, it wasn't just like they were observing them going, like, it's like they weren't just blinking. Yeah, they weren't just like closing their eyes for four <laughs> seconds. You're right. Like they were actually detect like detecting wow. their brain activity, and it was like no, they would sleep for four seconds and then wake up. Wow, which, <laughs> that's it's that's just crazy. That's that's great. Awful. That's just wild. Yeah, like for for a human, that sounds so terrible. But but now I'm it's thinking like, like on my way to work, and now I'm driving again. <laughs> like it just. <laughs> so our dangerous. entire society and existence would be totally different it, if yeah. that's how we slept. Right. Like, yeah. so, like, we would have never invented cars, for starters. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Nothing we could do would be able like, everything would have to account for the fact that in every four seconds we could be falling asleep. Yeah. Or actually, I don't know how often they fall asleep, but just the length is apparently. Yeah, and also, like, okay, so they get 11 hours. So it's but maybe just that- a little less than half of the day. So maybe they're doing the four second increments like over a certain part of the day, and then part of the day they're just awake, right? Maybe, yeah. I, that that I mean that's got to be how it is because they because otherwise how would they even function? Yeah, it's a good it's a good <laughs> right? question. Like how they're just sleeping constantly at all times, like. But um, that's so interesting. It's very strange. They also apparently have done similar studies with mallard ducks, um, where when those when mallard ducks are surrounded by like other mallards, they will sleep with both eyes closed. But when they're on the edge of a group, they'll sleep with one of their eyes open and like with activity in just one hemisphere of their brain. Wow. So that they could like actually observe what's happening like outside of the group that they're like sleeping near, which is crazy. But they said with the chin strap penguins, their data suggested that even those sleeping near the center, um, have do to this. like have to do this, and they actually have more disturbed sleep than those on the edges due to the like interactions within the colony and the colony being so loud. <laughs> like the ones sleeping in the middle of it actually 
get less sleep and like still like, but still do this like weird disturbed sleep thing with like yeah. the four second micro sleeps. And yeah, it's just, it's a very, it's very interesting. Cause it's like, I don't think we've ever thought of this with like an animal before, like that this no. would even be a possibility that your body could do that. Right. Like, it's just it just seems counterintuitive. It doesn't seem like it would work, but it's just because it's kind of counter to how we think about the world, probably. Yeah. So, and they probably, wow. I assume they sleep normally, like when they're not nesting, but it's still just, it's very. Oh, okay. It could be only like during this time. During maybe? this time when they're like specifically when they're protecting a nest, I think, is what, is okay. what this made it sound like. I don't know if they've actually done studies outside of it. That could but, be, that like, could make more sense overall like that if they only have a if like a period of time every year that right this happens like that they're not doing like they're this all their the entire lives because yeah. that seems unsustainable but yeah who knows that 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 makes me think that maybe they are more normal than i was led to believe during <laughs> the telling of this <laughs> that's really cool though yeah i, I don't know it's just like it's so just, fascinating how animals evolve different like strategies for right dealing it's with just things. like a super interesting adaptation for this specifically yeah okay my next story is dream news well it's really technology dream technology news the headline is a real nightmare oh whoops i didn't say where this was from (laughs) this is from the hustle.co website and the headline is a real nightmare tech that lets you work in your sleep. No. I know, right? Stop. I brought this story because it's insane. Um, <laughs> I was I just saw this, I couldn't stop laughing. So a tech startup called Prophetic has apparently raised over a million dollars to develop a headpiece that they're calling the Halo which the company says could one day allow users to control their dreams, specifically lucid dreams. So, like, it, it's supposed to induce lucid dreaming. Oh, okay. Because, like, they say, like, oh, one day this could do this. So far, all we have is this rig around your head. Yeah. It doesn't actually do anything, but one day. <laughs> well, I'll talk, about, I'll talk about this. So, it's a startup, so it's not, like, on the market yet. Uh-huh. But um, their whole, like, thing is that um, they want to make technology that would let you, like, induce lucid dreaming, like, on demand and then use that time quote-unquote, productively. No, thank you. So I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I enjoy sleeping, thank and you. And this, this article says, enthusiasts believe lucid dreams can help people solve complex problems and access untapped creativity. Okay. <laughs> Anthony's still, like, no. It's like, I still don't want to give up sleeping. <laughs> um, so their product is like a, it's a headband that you wear it like, kind of like a crown on your head, and apparently it releases sound waves into the region of the brain responsible for lucid dreaming that are supposed to activate parts of the brain that control our awareness and decision-making. And this is part of ongoing research from the Donders Institute in the Netherlands. And apparently, inducing lucid dreams has been attempted before. So this is not the first time that someone's tried to do this. And there's a handful of products out there that like exist either through research or on the market, I guess, that have, like, tried to do this. Um, And this news article cited a scientific review article that I then went and read Mm -hmm. to see what 
and that review article was like looking at all these like products and different research into this. And um, it basically said that like, this has been done. Like it's been like, you can do this, but none of, none of the data that's been published so far has been able to come up with like a stable reproducible, like way to do, like, it's not like robust. Like it's not, so you um, can't do it. It's not, it doesn't work reliably. (laughs) That's like what the review article said. So it's like, okay. Then are those people just like happening to have lucid dreams? Like, I don't know. If you can't reproduce it reliably, then what do you have? I I, like, I don't know if it's that it couldn't be, couldn't be reproduced or there just hasn't been enough like research to like prove that it can be reproduced. Like it's, it's still like such a new field. Yeah. Um, It's probably difficult to, research it too because there's probably a certain level of subjectivity like you can't like can you tell like objectively that somebody's having a lucid dream or can a person tell objectively that they are that's a really good question i don't know like when they do like sleep monitors and stuff and they can tell what type of dreaming you're like what type of sleep Mm -hmm. you're in like would that maybe there's a way to like something your brain activity (laughs) yeah Yeah, i don't know i'm that's a good question i I don't know it's just like if it, they're just like asking them. It's like so when you last night did you have a lucid dream? And they're like, uh, sure. I don't know. It's yeah, like, like it's like I don't know. <laughs> Does the person know how to reliably report that? Like, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Just I, ask. Just ask. I didn't questions. dig further and then go and look into all of the research <laughs> that this article was summarizing. Yeah, so I don't that know. is fair. But it just it sounds like it's something that's like it's been done it's just hasn't it doesn't have the data to prove that it can be done like reliably on a large scale yeah so it's like it's just interesting i don't know um but i also went to the website of this startup and <laughs> i don't know. I don't know why, okay, like the right word for this is like hokey, maybe like the way this website was <laughs> this is what this is a quote from their their website in lucid dreams, you are freed from conventional laws of physics, gravity, conservation of energy, conservation of mass. This makes the experience the ultimate sandbox for divergent problem solving. There's a reason why history's luminaries in science, math, and art credit their lucid dreams for their most pivotal discoveries. Do they? That's like the this website. So okay. It's very like, ooh. Yeah, no. And then... <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm a little skeptical of all this if that hasn't come across yet. I, think, I mean, I, yes, I'm a little bit skeptical. I'm skeptical too. But I did find interesting that there's like evidence, like people have done it. Like it's not like totally right. impossible. It's not totally vaporware. But yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Anyway. This, if they this, can find a way, it sounds like an interesting experience to have. I don't want to use it to do, to do my work, job. Though. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Why do they I, keep going to like be productive? Like, no, I don't want it for that. I, I would just want to have a dream where I could be like, it's like let also, me just be Superman <laughs> and just fly around in my dream. Like, I don't know. I write code. It's very important <laughs> that I fall within certain parameters. Like, it's, it's important that the rules of logic still apply. <laughs> Like, I'm not laughing. You're like lucid dreaming. You're just coding. You're like, why like, am I doing this? <laughs> A equals blue. It's like, it's like this is helpful. It's like none of the laws of our world apply. And it's like you come up with this stuff and you wake up and you're like, none this, of that makes any sense. This is useless. This is totally useless. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, so the article also said that right now, the, the the startup is saying that these halo these halo headband things are going to cost like 
like up to like two thousand dollars for one of these, which is just that one more. Just like no, no one's gonna buy. This. No, no, who is this for? I don't it's know. Rich people with too much money, I guess. But like, it's just like that's that's like two thousand dollars for something that will maybe let you work at night. Can you, like, ima- can you imagine? Awful. Like, can you imagine like a future where like companies like buy this as equipment for their employees, and they're like, we expect oh. you to use this at night. <laughs> to come up with ideas. I think what you're describing like totally is a dystopian, dystopian nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's like completely dystopian. It's like, oh man, I could make a whole book about that. Yeah. Where that's like a reality. It's like people have headbands. <laughs> They're just like, they have to work at night too. Like, it's like, oh great. It's terrible. But um, anyway, I, guess, I, I thought it was I an could, interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. I guess if I could work at night and then have my days free, like that would be nice. Okay. That's something I would support, I guess. Like if you could work, but if you I'm still like, were sleeping. I'm multitasking. Like if you woke up and you felt rested, but you had also like but I'd also done, work. done work somehow, which I still am skeptical would be a thing. Same. But, you know. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be great. It's like, I don't, yeah. have, to, I don't have to be conscious while I work. Yeah. love that i love that that should be the new branding for this company that's what they should go for <laughs> or like the, their marketing yeah. i mean like their marketing message imagine work. a world <laughs> where you can work while unconscious yes where you can work get your work done while you're unconscious so you don't have to live through it <laughs> have you ever been working and wanted to knock yourself out <laughs> Gosh, my stomach hurts. I'm laughing so hard. Anyway, we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna see this technology on the market anytime soon. But uh, it's out there. People are looking into it. If they figure it out, I'll I'll take it all back. But for now, I'm just like, this isn't gonna happen. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. If you want to share a story with us about a dystopian corporate nightmare or anything else, you can send us an email at knickknacknews at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.